Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. I am Dori Shafrir. We are not experts. We are just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Hello, Kate. Hi, Dori. How's it going? Or should I say, Dodo? You know, you really are blowing up my spot. <laughs> Dori, you're happy. Dori's niece calls her Dodo, and now I can't stop thinking about it because it's so cute. And now I want to call you Dodo. Um, I was FaceTiming with her over the weekend. <clears throat> excuse me. And my sister was like, Maddie, is there anything else you want to tell Auntie Dodo? And Maddie said, I love you. Come on. And I was like, come on. Ugh, Could so you be cute. cuter? I want her to call you Dodo until she is 40 years old. Well, I mean, the reason she calls me Dodo is because that was what my sister called me when I was, oh, when she was a baby. Really? So then my whole family started calling me that. So does everyone call you Dodo? Well, just in my family. And Kate. now I've weaseled my way. And now you're going to make all of our listeners call me Dodo. If they, if you want my nick, my family nickname, people call me just Katie. 
My parents. Katie. Isn't that weird? Oh, I'm so cute. not a Katie. My parents called me Katie. My friend who's visiting me, my friend Teresa, calls me Spence Kid. Ooh, that's good. That's kind of just what we called ourselves on Fish Tour in 1998. So that stuck. Anyway, how are you? What's been going on in your life, Dory? Well, I was in Vancouver for a few days. It looked amazing. Vancouver is a beautiful city. Great food. Weather was great. Uh, We had a great time. Should we all move to Canada? We should all move to Canada. Get that health care going. Get that health care. Yeah, Funky just, prime minister. You know, you could just tell people didn't have like the weight on their shoulders that mm. they do in the United States. Interesting. I wonder yeah. why. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. So we had a great time. Uh, I also started a frozen embryo transfer cycle. So that means that you are in the process of beginning to transfer a new embryo into your body. Correct. And how is that feeling? I, li- I listened to the most recent episode of your podcast. Of Matt and Dory's Excellent, Excellent Adventure, Adventure. Yes. and IVF podcast. And IVF podcast. I listened to it. So I'm up on this and how you're feeling about it. But for our audience who might have not listened, you're yeah, feeling. Yeah. So, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pessimistic in part because we've been doing this now for over two years. I don't have a child, as you may have gathered. Noticed, yeah. Um, and it just feels like, okay, this is our last shot. And then we have to sort of like bring in the, the bigger guns. Um, so I'm just sort of like, all right, that's how I feel. Yeah. You know, I think often, and also, you know, it's funny. Yes. People will say, people often say to me like things like, I, I, I feel like it's going to work this time. And I know it comes from a good place, but yeah. it's just not helpful. I know. Or they'll say things like, it has to work this time. <laughs> You're like, no, it doesn't. And I'm like, mm, yeah, that would be like a nice thing if the universe also believed that. Or they'll say like, it's just so unfair. And it's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't, I struggled with a lot of those kind of comments. And then what's weird is then I found myself making them all the time because well, we don't know what else to you say. You don't know what to say and you feel powerless. And especially if it's a friend, like we want to help our friends. But I think also what's interesting to me is like being okay with pessimism. Yes. Like, you know, like I, I feel like so often there's pressure to be like optimistic and totally. I'm going to be a fighter. And it's like, actually, I'm pessimistic about this. Yeah. I have reason to be, and that's just it. Yeah. Don't try to change the pessimism. Just let me be in this feeling. Exactly. I think oftentimes pessimism, like we're uncomfortable with it. It makes other people uncomfortable. It's it's not like a necessarily an accepted emotional state. Totally. But and, like, and it has nothing to it. It has nothing to do with whether or not I want it to work. Obviously I want it to work, but I just don't think it will. Totally. And that's where I'm at. And I think that's a fine place to be at. Thank you, Kate. What is going on with you? I set up an altar in my bedroom. Oh. Which is kind of like a place for my spiritual treasures. Okay. Now, we have this little, like, we have a fire. First of all, my house is really weird. I live in a small house in Southern California. It has three fireplaces. Nobody knows why. There's one in the living room, one in here, and one in my bedroom. Mm. Whoever built this house was really into just getting cozy. Getting cozy in this 95 degree heat. So we have this fireplace in our bedroom that we obviously never use for fires. And it's normally where my husband just lays his sweaty workout shorts. This little kind of, it's like Mm. a mantle on Mm -hmm. the ground. So I moved his shorts. And I put, 
I cleaned it all off. I put like my special books that I like to read, some books of poetry, the book I'm reading about gratitude. I put some of my crystals. I put some fresh flowers. And then I put um, a picture of my mom, a bookmark that we got at my grandmother's memorial service and a bookmark from my friend Sam's memorial service. So just, and then a little note card that my daughter made that says, I love you. Just as like a little zone to have my little people. Cause I have those things floating around my bedroom. They didn't have a spot. So now I have a spot with my people and I've just kind of been, and I also have a candle and I've been just kind of going there when my house is quiet and lighting the candle, thinking a few positive thoughts for people I have these little oracle cards that I got and I've been playing with those. Like I'll, I'll pull a card out and read what it means in the morning. And I don't know. I just, I made a little spot for myself. I'm so into this. What inspired it? I, when I did my yoga teacher training 10 years ago, part of our training was to make an altar. And so I set a little spot up in my tiny apartment in Brooklyn. And since then I've always had a little spot where I put like my little, like spiritual things. I don't know mm-hmm. any other word for mm-hmm. them, like a, a, a candle or a, a picture of somebody who's meaningful to me or whatever. I've always had little spots, but I haven't had a spot where I could just go and be with it. Like I have a little mantle in our living room, but I don't go and just stand there and stare at the things on it. Right. And also the living room feels so much more public. It's very, yes. It's like, I just, my kids play in there. Right. Whereas your bedroom, it's, I don't know, to me, a bedroom just feels more private. It is private. It's a more quiet space. And so I just was, I I had all these things that kind of had meaning to me, but I didn't have them kind of laid out where I could sit and look at them and just have like a quiet moment to myself. And I've also been just kind of wanting more of a connection on a spiritual, emotional level. I don't know, man. It's part of this gratitude practice. I'm just really getting into this. I'm really into this Taking Taking time to just like have a moment of quiet meditation. Have you noticed a change in your mental state since you started your gratitude practice? I feel like I'm more appreciative of things or just able to like feel... um, like less inclined to let my anger and frustration Mm. take over or I'm able to be like this is challenging for me but I'm also able to see like I have all these great things going on or like we're so lucky that we have our health and that we are able to that I can go to the grocery store today and buy my grocery you know I I, I feel like I'm able to place value into the things in my life that are very meaningful um and it's also helped me a little bit, I think, focus on like what, well, you're going to hear about it in my six month intention. I can't wait. I feel like my intentions are a little bit more about, less about like concrete goals and more about, um, I don't know, just like being kinder to myself and, and appreciating more what life is truly about, which is just like, I think human connection and helping people. I, I love this. Thank you. Maybe Dodo. that's why we started this podcast. I do feel like this podcast has made me get more clear about what is important in life. Yeah. Is it serums? That's an open-ended question. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's funny to me that we always talk about how we intro that we like to talk about serums, but we haven't talked about serums in a while. No, and sometimes people point that out. I know, which we hear you. And I did <laughs> buy an eye cream. So look, I'm still at it. And we'll talk about those things. But I also feel like maybe I'm looking for serums for my soul, Dory. Oh, wow. I'm looking for a BHA you for know, my heart. We're 30 episodes in. <laughs> By the end of this. I'm and I'm be. just glad we finally realized this. 
You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Did you realize that we're 30 episodes in? We've been Dude, doing this for more than half a year. I did when I wrote the, like when I changed yeah. the number on this episode document. I was like, oh my God, 30 episodes. Yeah. We're in it. We are fully in it. Yeah, we're just in it. We're in it. Well, I'm also thinking about joining a gym. I just, feel like I just need to put that out did there. Did me getting wanting to get jacked make you want to get jacked? Or you just like are feeling like well, you want to go back to the 90s? No, it's... So it actually... I've been thinking about this for a while connected to IVF. Because I've been doing class pass and then also kind of supplementing that with... Like if I find a class that I like... Hollywood I'll buy dance. I mean, not Broadway Hollywood dance, dance. Broadway dance. Yeah. So, so like... The Broadway dance class is a great example. I went to that a few times through ClassPass. I loved it. I bought a 10 class pack at the actual place. Um, And I've done that with a few other places. But the problem when you're doing IVF is that your exercise is often very restricted. You said that. You mentioned that. Yeah. And so you either can't do anything at all. Or you like can't do anything where you're twisting or you can't do anything super strenuous. Um, And there have been a few times where I've been like, I would like to be able to just go somewhere and like walk on a treadmill. Yeah. Or an elliptical. Or Or an elliptical. And also like, yes, I could do that outside, but it's also really hot right now. So unless I do it before like 8 a.m., it's not happening. Um, And so I've been feeling that more and more lately that I especially with with all this medical health and medical stuff that would be nice to just have a place to be able to go yeah um and so I've been like I should do that and then I just never do that so I think maybe this week now that I've actually started the transfer cycle and I know no matter what happens I'm going to do the transfer in two weeks and I won't be able to really strenuously work out for two more weeks but I'd love to have a treadmill to walk on somewhere Join that gym. I bet you could get a good deal on a gym right now. I could probably get a great deal on a gym. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing just because you said it with such vigor and enthusiasm. You know, I, I, I would, if I had a bigger house, I would consider just getting a treadmill, but I don't have anywhere to put it. Yeah, don't do that. I feel like anytime you buy yourself, although I do hear people who use those Peloton bikes. You know, I know people have the Peloton bikes or the flywheel bikes. I also have to say, Britney Spears has a really nice home gym. If you follow her on Instagram, I do. She often posts rent and she has these purple Christmas lights strung up. Her Instagram <laughs> is 100% like a self care experience. Oh, completely. I love it so much. She's so joyful. She is so joyful. Also, then you get a dose of her hot boyfriend. Yes. And sometimes they do um, like yoga on the beach together and like he holds her up and it's very fun. It is fun. She does have a great home gym. Unfortunately though, I would say we probably don't have the same income as Britney Spears. (sighs) Fine. Are you going to do a tour? Way to rub it in Spence kid. (laughs) On that note, on that note, we're going to hear from some sponsors. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, it, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me, let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it, like, the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just, like, sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like, get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it could like, be. 
Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. So, Kate, last week we announced yes, we did. that we were going to talk about six months intention, six month intentions, or six month intentions, or six menchies. <laughs> Sorry, like menchies frozen yogurt. <laughs> that's a that's a frozen yogurt chain here in Los Angeles. Did you ever watch the menchies undercover boss episode? No, it's iconic, and I suggest that you look it up. Okay, because my kids love going to menchies. Will I still want to go there? TBD. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I digress. (laughs) So we decided to set intentions for ourselves for the next six months, which should take us to to December, January, right? Uh, It'll take us to January. Yeah. Which is when we started this podcast. Exactly. I thought it was very, there was something very full circle about the whole thing. I can't wait to hear what you came up with. Well, uh, you, I'm sitting across from Kate. She has a page and a half in her, in her planner. In my happy planner. Can I give down. a shout out to happy planner? Yes. This thing is changing my life. I'll talk about it on another episode, but I'm really into this thing called the happy planner. I'm so happy that you're <laughs> That's into the it. Point of it. Um, I don't have anything 
that extensive written down. Do you have a vibe? A six month intention vibe? I do have a six month intention vibe. Um, And it has to do with IVF. I'm so excited to hear this. Okay. Um, And having children. And I just, I would just really like in six months to, I, I can't, I feel like I can't say, I would like to be pregnant in six months, but I would like to be on a path that feels clearer. Is that part of the challenge of IVF is that there's no way to see what the, like it just feels like up in, so up in the air? It feels very up in the air. It it also, there's never any real clear answers. Yeah. Or at least for us, there haven't really been any clear answers. And a lot of times after you do egg retrievals and you get a bad result, they're like, well, it's just bad luck. And you're like, well, that's actually not helpful. Because then you're like, okay, I guess we'll just do it again if this was just bad luck. Um, And so I think for the past two and a half years, we've kind of just been like taking things as they come. Yeah. Which I think has like kind of mentally worked for us. Like I think it was just too hard to see into the future because then you have to, to see into the future means like, preparing for the worst and I think we weren't really ready to face that like we we kind of were uh, we were trying to be optimistic and I think now we're like okay now we're pessimistic yeah and so if this transfer doesn't work then you know and I've talked about this a little bit before but like now we have more of a plan and so in six months we will be in some phase of our plan Um, and my intention is to just try to be, I don't know. I just, I, it's, it's caused so much anxiety in our lives. And so I would like to just kind of be on a, on a happier path. And I think I would also like, I would really like for us to be out of IVF debt. That is a six month intention that I was thinking about. I mean, what's so interesting, or not interesting is the wrong word, but maybe a mind fuck about IVF is that it's mentally grueling, spiritually grueling, emotionally, physically, and then grueling in your relationship and also financially. Yeah. Did I miss anything? It's just, it's like a, it's so many levels. It's so of, many levels. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, we don't live in one of the eight states that mandates infertility coverage, which California, get on the freaking ball here. Seriously, you're so good with so many things, California. Yeah, um, but it doesn't mandate infertility coverage. And so, you know, that's kind of a, that's, that's a bummer. Um, so that's one thing. I think the other thing that I've been thinking about a lot is just like our podcast. Here it is. And where we want it to go and building it. Growing it. Growing it. And just... You know, I think it's, it's, it's grown more than I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think it's grown more than either of us thought was possible. I literally thought no one would hear this. Kate literally thought no one would hear this. <laughs> I really didn't think I thought anyone. like a few people Maybe would like hear Maybe like 10. Yeah, 10, 12. Um, but now it's kind of like, it's become my primary source of income. Um, it's become a business and now I, you know, I think it's worth us thinking about together, like where we want it to go. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's another 
intention that I think I would like to be on top of over, over the next six months. I'm into that intention. I mean, I'm into both of these. Thank you. Obviously. Um, yeah. So those are two that have been kind of top of mind. The other thing, and then we can get to you. No, I want to hear what you don't hesitate. So something that I have been thinking about lately is I would like to find a synagogue. Oh, that's so awesome. I love that. Yeah. I have also been, and this has been an ongoing feeling for a few years, feeling spiritually disconnected and like I need a spiritual home. Yeah. I feel like I don't have a spiritual home. Um, The synagogue I grew up in, in Boston, is very, it's it's a reform synagogue. It's very big. The clergy are great. Um, But I... I don't. Whoa, sorry. I got so excited. I knocked a can over. I sorry, Dory. I feel like I could, and it has a lot of like programs. Like this if, is your home. This one is my in home Boston. one in Boston. Yeah. And you know, if you want to send your kid to daycare, you can send them to daycare. They, you know, they just have everything in place. And so there's part of me that finds that very appealing. On the other hand, it's very big, and it is it is impersonal. Um, and, you know, do I want something that's a little more intimate? Mm. I don't know. So I feel like I would like to, in the next few months, explore going to a synagogue. Now, I feel like this, I always think about this around the high holidays, which are usually in September or the beginning of October, and which is the worst time to think about trying to find a synagogue because you have to pay to go to high holiday services. Oh, you do? Yes. And so if you're not a member of a synagogue, so it's not a good time to just sort of start like synagogue shopping. Like I need to start going to like Saturday morning services or Friday night services and kind of just like getting a feel for the vibe. Do you have um, some places in the greater Los Angeles area on your radar? I do. I do. And they, they range from kind of big establishment places to more sort of um, indie, like progressive, progressive yeah. yeah, vibe. Um, and there's pros and cons to both. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that that's something else I've been thinking about. Yes, Kate. Is this... This she raised her hand. I always do. <laughs> is this something you would do on your own or would you do it with Matt? Or is it something you would do with a friend? Um, I think that's something I would do at least initially on my own. Okay. Um, you know, Matt was raised Catholic and he, I, he he's not religious, but I don't know that he, that this is some, I don't think this is something that he necessarily wants to share on a regular basis with me. I think I think I could probably get him to go to high holidays services with me, but it's also like, I don't know that I necessarily need yeah. that. I feel like it's more of, I don't know. I kind of just right now want it to be more of like a personal thing for me. So that's another thing that's been on my mind. That's wonderful. I love that so much. Thank you. And now that I'm speaking it, I feel like now I will actually go. It really helps, I think, to speak because you have these thoughts and you're like it'll pop up in your head like oh I really want to do this and then you forget yeah and then it pops up again like a week later and then you forget again or at least that's my experience and I feel like like writing them down or speaking them aloud Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. gives them power what are some of yours I wrote a big list okay do you want to do you want to read it off sure okay and then maybe we can talk more in depth about a couple of them. If anything, if anything pops up of interest to you, just okay. let me know. Six Month Intentions by Kate Spencer. 
Number one, have fun, laugh, enjoy life. Don't take it all so seriously and remember what really matters in the end. That's my first intention. Okay. Number two, no talking down about myself or my accomplishments. Be proud, confident, and own my power. Oh, yeah. Number three, sit with the discomfort. Mm. Kind of vague, but something I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. Number four, no one's opinion about my career matters. My self-worth comes from within, not via others' opinions. Ooh, okay. Number five, write and make things that bring me joy and happiness. Number six, continue to express and share gratitude. Number seven, let go of negative talk and thoughts about others. Number eight, enjoy the fuck out of my kids. Number nine, stay active and focus, focus, stay active and vocal about social justice and change. Next one, I've lost count. Read a fucking book. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you, Amina Tussaud, for that. Uh, next, make an effort to reconnect with old friends and connect with new ones. Mm. Next, don't be so hard on myself. Keep exploring on a deeper spiritual level. Next one, get some sleep and stay off that stupid phone. And then my last intention is vote. Okay, so that's a lot. That's a lot, but I, I'm, I'm detecting a few themes. So some of them are connected mm-hmm. with our podcast mm-hmm. and the work we're doing on the show. Mm-hmm. And then my own work as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about like my fear of being judged mm-hmm. or getting worth from career mm-hmm. and worrying about what other people think of me. And then also like being... I've found like when I talk to people about our podcast or about things I'm working on or writing a book, I'd like talk down about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to be co- proud of the things I've done yeah, and be more uh, confident talking about myself. Well, we recently had a conversation about this, about the way we talk about our yes. podcast and, and kind of not making it sound like, oh, it's just this, it's not a big deal. Cause I feel like that is something that women especially tend to do. Yeah. And like we actually do put a lot of work into it and thought into it and yep. are proud of it. And yep. I want to, and I want to feel that way about every, about all my things. I, yeah. I, I have relied in my life. I think a lot on like talking down about myself to make other people's feel, people feel comfortable. Yes. yes. Have you done that too? Yes. I hate that I do that. Yes. But I, and I want to stop. I really want to try to stop. Um, I think for me, it was also rooted in like always being in gifted and talented programs and being the smart girl and always being like, oh, I don't want to make anyone feel weird that I'm smart. So not that I'm going to act dumb, but I'm not going to like. You don't draw attention to yourself. I'm not going to draw attention to myself. And now I'm like, this is me. This is who I am. Yes, you're smart. Yeah. Get over it. Get over it. And you were in a gifted and talented (laughs) program when you were a kid. Yeah. And you, and you got to own it. Yeah. I know, I, I I know what you mean. We tend to like demean our gifts in a lot of ways, whatever they are. Totally. Um, and you know, like my mom really relied on self-deprecation as humor Mm -hmm. and I do it too. And I, but I think she was doing it to make other people feel at ease. And I, and I, I, I just remember noticing that and, and my mom was so amazing that like she shouldn't have been, mm-hmm. I wish she hadn't done that, but I also wish I didn't do that. So I'm, I'm trying to work on that, especially with I two daughters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want them to fucking like feel like bosses in their little skin. Yeah. What else is in here? I mean, I got to read more. 
Okay. That's a big part of it. Are there genres that you want to read or it's just kind of reading in it's general? It's just reading as opposed to looking at my phone. Okay. And and also just having like entertainment and like things that are satisfying in my life. Like books are such pleasure and I and I think like a lot of times the things that give me and I'll talk about this a little bit later but like the things that bring me like just pure entertainment pleasure are the first to go when I'm busy. Mm-hmm. But I have no mm-hmm. problem like looking at Instagram all day long. So I, I just, you know, shifting like what I'm using for entertainment. Um being a socially active person is really important to me and just remembering that and staying involved. Voting Duh, everybody, Duh. you gotta vote. You gotta vote. Um, and reconnecting with people, reconnecting with myself spiritually. Yeah. And also, I wrote sit with the discomfort, meaning like doing things that are hard for me and, and it's they're not going to be comfortable. Yeah. And just being okay with the fact that they're uncomfortable. Whether it's like speaking up for myself, having to be like direct with somebody, that's all really scary for me. And because I don't like that uncomfortable feeling, I don't like letting people down. I'm scared of disappointing people. I'm I'm scared of people hating me. I have a lot of can you doing a lot of work on myself. Can you think back to a time where you said something that you were nervous about what the person's reaction was going to be, and then it turned out to be fine? Quitting jobs is always like terrifying for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I and there have been times in the past where I've lied about why I'm quitting because I'm so afraid of just being like I'm not happy. I'm right. so afraid of disappointing a supervisor. I, like right. it makes no sense. Um, but there have been other times where I have quit jobs where the people have been like, totally, we get it. Like best of right. luck to you. And totally. you're like, oh, that was, you're so nice. And yeah. It, it like, wasn't a big deal. Why was I deal. turning this into yes, such a big deal? Why did deal? I like have an anxiety attack yeah. about it for two weeks? Um, Listen, Kate, if you ever want to quit the podcast, just. I'm going to lie about it. Just I'm, please Dory, lie I'm, about it. I have to move. <laughs> Uh, my family's going on a fishing excursion and I've, I just can't do it anymore. Uh, no, but I think it's, I think like being okay with having to be uncomfortable is really hard for me. And it's something that I yeah. just want to work on. So all these things kind of, all these things are like more feelings than like concrete mm-hmm. goals, but they all tie in, I feel like to myself as a person, a parent, a colleague, uh, a partner to my spouse, a friend. Yeah. So that's, that's just kind of what came out. I didn't know what was going to come out when I sat down to write these I out, but that's this. what came out of me. I realized the first one is essentially live, laugh, love. I mean, you know what, but should I'm gonna I get you that, get it from me on, on a wooden on a, plaque. On a wooden plaque. <laughs> you can put it up in your kitchen at my kitchen. <laughs> and I do want to live, laugh and love. So there you go. There you go. Um, well, I feel like maybe we should have like a little, at least even if it's just with ourselves, we should have a little, little, check-ins with ourselves periodically leading up to the six-month mark you know i'm calling you at rosh hashanah i can't wait i'm gonna be like are you at the synagogue right i can't talk i'm at the synagogue (laughs) (laughs) i i I, and you know what i i will be excited for you to go to a synagogue and then i'm gonna tag along when you feel that you want great you want to invite a friend of course anytime other than high holidays it doesn't cost money to go to synagogue I didn't it's know just it a, cost money. It's well, a, for Reformed Jews, it does because they know that Reformed Jews don't show up any other time. And they're like, okay, we can charge them. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Also, synagogue membership is very it's expensive. expensive. Yeah. So that's the other thing that I'm like, uh, I want to choose the right one because I'm going to be paying thousands of dollars to join the synagogue. Especially when you're also focused on getting out of IVF debt. Exactly. So it's a big decision. Well, look, if listeners... 
if you have written down any sort of six-month intentions, one-month intentions, you can always share them with us. We always love reading about we them. We love it. Um, and let's take a little let's take a little break, Dory. Okay, great. Our guest today is Alicia Ramos. Hi, Alicia. Hi. Um, We're just going to read a quick bio so everyone knows who you are. Alicia Ramos is the founder of the popular newsletter Girls Night In and a technology industry leader and expert. She has five plus years experience working and managing across product engineering, editorial, revenue, and brand strategy at top global companies. Prior to founding Girls Night In, she served as a product design director at Vox Media. She's also worked as a design lead at Nava, a public benefit corporation working to improve the user experience of healthcare.gov and other government services. She has been recognized twice as one of DC's most powerful women programmers by DC Femtech and has been attributed a thought leader in media and technology by Neiman Journalism Lab. Welcome, Alicia. Woo. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That, yeah. that bio is something else. I'm like, wow, did I do all of that? You're very okay. impressive. <laughs> you have lived. Thank you. Yes. And we I have lived. We love your newsletter. Yeah, we do. Oh my God. Thank you. It yeah. is thank like, you so much. When it arrives, it's like the coziest, so cozy, best feeling. Yeah. Just reading it, even if I didn't click through and all the links, just reading it is self care. But then the resources in it are so helpful and nurturing. Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. That's definitely the goal at Girls Night In. We want you to feel as cozy as possible. I think one reader referred to it as like a warm hug, like a warm, friendly hug in your inbox. And I just want that like taped on my wall because that's exactly what I want our brand to feel like. So thank you so much. Could you, if our listeners are new to Girls Night In, could you tell us um, a little bit about what it is, what inspired you to start it, and then maybe what, like how it's taken off for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Girls Night In is a weekly self-care newsletter and community. Uh, we send a newsletter to inboxes every Friday morning, and it's filled with self-care recommendations Uh, like what to do, read, watch on Netflix, uh, different life hacks, things like that. Um, And we also include some what we call smart reads. So articles that are really capturing our attention across pop culture, um, you know, feminism, uh, fun things. We mix some, uh, we try to do a mix of the fuzzy things, but also the hard hitting pieces that take a critical look at our culture and society today. So it's a, we try to strike a nice balance. Um, And then on top of the newsletter, we have a growing offline community that meets every month for book club. Um, Actually, Dory's book startup was our very first book club pick ever. Yay! yay. (laughs) (laughs) And since then, we've read as a community almost 11 books together, I want to say. That's so Um, cool. And we're in 10 cities now, uh, and our community meets offline. And that's personally my favorite thing about Girls Night In. Wow, that's, that's a really big deal to kind of take something that starts online and turn it into actual real life connection. 
Did that happen yeah. organically? Yeah. Yes. And no, I think at the very beginning, we really, um, just kind of listened to what our readers were wanting. And one thing they kept saying over and over again was it would be cool if girls night and had a book club because it, you know, reading a book is so in line with staying in. Um, so we listened to that feedback and did kind of like a virtual book club. And then we found that people really wanted to connect on a deeper level offline. So that's how we started with, you know, have, uh, vetting volunteers in different cities and, that was very organic. Now we have a little bit more of a strategy in place, but the very, you know, start of that offline community was definitely organic. And what inspired you to start Girls Night In? Was it something that you felt was lacking in your own life and you decided to take it upon yourself to provide it for the rest of us too? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. There are so many different factors. I don't know if there's like a clear... Uh, story to tell, but a couple of different things were happening. So the Girls Night In launched um, at the end of January 2017, shortly after the presidential inauguration. So sorry to bring us all back to those times, Um, but it was kind of an anxiety-inducing time. A lot of the people around me my friends especially were stressed and feeling anxious and just kind of uncertain. There was a lot of turmoil in the news and unfortunately still is now. Um, And at that time I had a full-time job, but I kind of needed a creative outlet and I always knew I wanted to start something, but I couldn't really figure out, you know, what is it that I'm super passionate about that I can dedicate a lot of time to. Um, So I just did a lot of self-reflection and thought, well, you know, I'm in my later 20s. Um, One thing that I'm really passionate about is not going out (laughs) to bars bars and clubs. Um, I'm incredibly introverted. So one thing I love doing uh, instead of doing that is gathering my girlfriends for a night in and hosting them at my place Um, and, you know, creating cheese boards and, you know, delicious food and providing wine and other sustenance and just kind of hanging out. And um, those are, you know, when I think back, like those are the the kind of the best times that I have with my friends because I'm able to be in this cozy, intimate space and really connect with them on a different level versus like being at some dive bar uh <laughs> over drinking beers and and lots of you know loud music bumping um and so kind of thinking about that uh, I thought okay well I wonder if there are other people out there who also love staying in so that's how the newsletter started it was kind of like a I don't know if I'm the only weird person who, who really likes doing this um so I launched it at the end of January to about 300 people and then from there, it just kind of really took off through friends, finding out about it through their friends who are subscribed. And that's how we've grown since. And now we're over 100,000 um, women in our community. So that's really, amazing. Really wow. exciting. Thank you. That's big. At what point did you say to yourself, okay, this isn't a side project. This isn't a creative outlet anymore. This is going to be my main focus 
Like, I, I guess, when did you quit your day job? Yeah, it's, um, I quit my day job about five months after launching the newsletter. Um, so it's been a, a little over a year now. Um, and it was a really hard decision. And I tell people this all the time, but I feel like now with entrepreneurship, there's so much glitz and glamour around it. And there's this myth of like, oh, if you're passionate about something, you should quit your job and just like do that. Um, I, I really dislike that advice because I think it, it disregards a lot of the privilege that comes with that. Um, I personally, I grew up in a, a pretty modest household. Uh, we did have a lot of financial struggles growing up and, you know, I didn't have that safety net of my family being able to provide for me if I quit my job and things didn't work out. So it was a really hard decision. I had a lot of anxiety around it. Um, so I had to do a lot of careful financial planning and saving. And then finally got to the point where the newsletter was really growing at a rapid pace um, to the point where I was feeling really overwhelmed and really was I wasn't getting a lot of uh, sleep because <laughs> um, I was trying to do my full-time job and then after work, I would, you know, stay up to like 1, 2 a.m. And it oh just gosh. wasn't sustainable. Um, putting together a newsletter is a lot of work. And I know, I mean, you both know that as creators yourself, but it takes a lot of work and um, energy to do that. So at a certain point, I said, okay, I have six months of savings in my bank account. Um, I really want to focus my entire attention on this because I think this could be a thing. Let me give myself that opportunity and that chance. So that's when I decided to quit. And that was over a year ago, or about a year ago now. Is that correct? Yes, it's been, yeah, it's been um, a year and a month. Yeah. What are some of the self-care tips that you've learned as you've been doing the newsletter? Oh my gosh. Um, that's a really good question. I actually, before this call, I wrote down a list of like all the different self-care things that I do now. Um, one thing that I, one self-care thing that I love that I actually, you know, all cards on the table have, has fallen off my plate that I really want to get back on is exercise. Um, I think there are a lot of other factors in there. Like, for example, I just got a puppy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. He, He's actually a form of self-care too. Um, and I wrote about this in the newsletter, but since getting him, it's been really hard to, to like make time for myself to go out and exercise. Hopefully soon I can like run outside with him. Um, that's fallen off, but that's one of my favorite things. So I'm, I have plans to get back to it. Um, one thing that I'm really staunch about or like, uh, pretty adamant about is, um, not doing work on uh, Saturdays and Sundays. Mm. I try really hard to not look at my email or do anything work related. There are some weekends where I definitely do work. Um, but one of my favorite changes that I've made technology wise is turning off email notifications on my phone. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I love it. And, and I would even recommend doing that for all your all the other like social media notifications too. It's just, it's a really small thing, but it's made such a huge difference 
for me, because um, I tend to get really distracted by notifications and, yeah. you know, you're like anxiety spikes when you see that email come through and you're like, oh, no, I have to respond now. Um, so that's been a huge like small life hack. Um, I also recently discovered the snooze button in Gmail. I don't know if you have you seen um, that? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This is another like tech thing. Um, so I, I get a lot of email as I'm sure you do and a lot of your listeners. Um, so one thing I do uh, is when I get an email and I know, you know, even if I read it and I know I'm not going to respond in the moment, I snooze it to the next day. Um, and that kind of gives me less anxiety around when I open my inbox and see there's like 90 emails that used to give me a lot of anxiety. Now there's more like eight or 10 in there and that feels more manageable. Um, so that's been a really big techno self I didn't even know that was thing. a thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be exploring yeah. my Gmail account tonight to figure this out. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's the best. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, a lot of my self-care tips are really like how to combat technology. So my, <laughs> my last, my last one that is recently a favorite of mine is leaving my phone at home before I go out for dinner with either my boyfriend or my friend. Ooh, wow. Um, That's a big like, step. It is a really big step. There's a lot of planning involved because like if you, you know, if you have to lift home, like how do you do that? So you have to figure out like your route back home ahead of time. Um, but like physically leaving my phone at home, I found is unfortunately like very sadly the only way that I'll be 100% present in my conversation. Um, but I, I noticed such a difference and I feel so much more calm and at peace while I'm having dinner with my friends or uh, my, my boyfriend. So I highly recommend that too. Can I circle back just to you when you were talking about figuring out financially how to leave your job and have enough security so that you could sustain yourself regardless of if, you know, the newsletter was financially stable or not. What, what kind of planning did you do, um, to make that happen? Cause we do get a lot of listeners reach out to us about financial security, financial self-care. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a big one, especially for women. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think there are a couple of things. One thing I'll say is that I was in, you know, even though I didn't come from a financially privileged background, I was still in a position of privilege because I, uh, yeah, I worked in technology for a while and with these like high paying jobs, you were able to stockpile your savings. Mm. So that's one thing, um, you know, that maybe might be different for, for many people, just depending on, on your field and where you work. Um, the second thing was if you're, if you're deciding to quit your job to start a business, you have to know what your business model is and really get comfortable with the numbers. So what I did was um, I, did, I said, okay, I think for the first quarter, I don't think I'll make any income mm. <laughs> or maybe like negative net income. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but after that, uh, here's what I think our different revenue streams will be making. And here's how, personally in my personal life, how I'll have to adjust my like rent, um, 
uh, my shopping was pretty much like, I can't, <laughs> I can't shop anymore. Um, so just planning ahead and looking uh, at your numbers and how, how are you going to make money with your business? I, I, I think um, you need to have that plan in place uh, before quitting. Um, I know that's not super specific, but hopefully, hopefully that is somewhat helpful. I, I definitely, it was hard going from a high paying tech job, you know, very glitzy. You have all the benefits and all the frills to literally like less than half of your salary. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, maybe even less. Um, but you just kind of have to like mentally prepare for that because it is very, uh, it, it's challenging mentally, emotionally, especially if you come from a background where you have had that anxiety around your finances. Um, I think it's all about preparation in, in, in all your aspects, financially, mentally, emotionally, all of that. Do you have employees now? So right now I'm the only full-time employee, but we employ between six and six to eight part-time contractors across uh, a couple of different departments. So editorial, we have a small product and technology team. Uh, we have a partnerships lead. Uh, and then we also pay our book club hosts and different cities. So I kind of manage or help manage that operation. So it's kind of cobbling together the help that I can get um, at this point. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really mm -hmm. cool. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. 
OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. As a boss and a manager and the head of your own company, are there um, tools that you use for managing a staff or working with people? I don't, I don't know if, I'm, if that's kind of a vague and are question. They all, but- are they remote? Um, it's a mix of remote. I think I would say about 50%. It's 50-50 remote and 50% are here. Uh, we're based in Washington, D.C. So 50% are here. Um, so tools, it's hard when you're managing a remote and distributed team like that. Um, communication is key. So I like live in Google Docs. We have a lot of documentation around our processes, um, onboarding documentation, everything like, like that. Um, I make sure to set the company's quarterly, you know, KPIs. We do a quarterly retrospective of how everything performed. And that sounds kind of almost silly, like now that I'm saying it out, out loud, uh, because it's so small in my head uh, still. But I think it's helpful for for helping uh, keep yourself uh, accountable and all of that. Um, tools for managing folks is uh, I have a couple of things that I do. Um, I have regular one-on-ones with everyone I manage um, and feedback is definitely crucial. So at the beginning of most of those one-on-ones, we'll have a section where we go over, you know, what went really great last week and what was kind of like, a eh, could have been better this week. Wait, you do um, weekly one-on-ones with everybody? <laughs> almost. That's amazing. Like, that is amazing. I, yeah, not to interrupt you, but like, that's, that's pretty great. I mean, I did Thank weekly you. one-on-ones when I was a manager. I feel like that's like a... Is that a thing? That's a thing. Oh, geez. I think that sounds so nice. But it's a lot yeah. when it, when you're the only one, Alicia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say, let me say it's it's either weekly or biweekly. I don't want my team being like, I don't get weekly one. Right. <laughs> weekly or biweekly. Um, it depends on like, you know, the, the company's priorities and, and who I want to spend more time with and help develop. Um, but yeah, weekly one-on-ones are so great. And I, one question I love asking is how can I better support you in your work? Um, Because inevitably, especially if you're managing that many people, there's going to be things that you're not doing well. Um, So I always, always, always want feedback from uh, the people who work with me. Um, So one-on-ones is a thing. Another thing I do is I try to get a sense of, uh, like a career and growth mindset, I always ask, um, how do you want to grow in the next couple of years? Even if you're not staying with Girls Night In, like I want to understand your uh, career aspirations and how can you, how can we work together in your time here at Girls Night In to help you get to those goals? Um, uh, and sometimes it, it won't be like a perfect match with 
girls night in's goals as a business and then the individual's goals but there's almost always something where you can say oh like you're interested in event marketing okay like that's not really a priority for the business right now but um maybe you can help us plan uh like a once a quarter small thing with our subscribers something like that um so there's always something and i always i just love having conversations like that and helping people grow in their career. It's really, it's really cool to see. Who do you look to for mentorship? Ooh, um, I do have a mentor that I meet with pretty regularly. Um, at this point we're meeting like biweekly, uh, her name's Alexis Juneha. Uh, she helped, uh, start a couple of companies and then uh was a colleague at Vox Media and um she's really helped me kind of think in the long term of how the business will grow uh she's really great about people and hiring and thinking about that in a very strategic way um and then like non-business wise I think she's also like I I'm a perfectionist and um, I think like personally, she's helped me loosen up a little bit too. Uh, I think the other day she recommended a book by Brene Brown about, um, I haven't read it yet. Don't tell her. Uh, it's, it's about like how to embrace imperfection. I don't know what the title is exactly. Uh, but that's on my to read list. Um, so she's definitely one, uh, what advice? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, I think there are other people that I look up to that I don't know personally. I don't know if you all have this or, or consider people you haven't met as mentors, um, but people like Amina, Amina Tuso and uh, Ann Friedman, like they've both been so supportive um, and I absolutely love everything that they write and speak on. And I've, I've just learned so much from seeing how they carry themselves in the world. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but yes. I, I would even consider them as a mentor. I was just going to ask, what advice would you give someone who's looking for a mentor? Ooh, that's a good one. I would get clear, if you're looking for a mentor, I would get clear on what are your goals for that mentorship and what are you trying to learn from it and how, like, practically and logistically, how do you want to engage with that person? Um, like, do you want a regular call or a meeting with them? And what are you going to discuss? Um, I mean, this is like the type A planner in me, but I always like having like an outline and an agenda and goals. Um, so I really like creating that structure. And that way for both of you, you can see from like point A to point B, how far you've progressed in that relationship. Um, if you're looking for almost like informal mentorship, I've actually had a lot of uh, success in cold emailing and cold outreach. I think if you come from a place of like authenticity and really like eagerness to learn from this person and have specific anecdotes of how 
their work has impacted your life. A lot of people are really open. I think you'd be really surprised. So I would definitely encourage you to to not be afraid of the cold outreach. Can I ask one um, just final question about kind of starting your own business? I'm curious if you received any like criticism or feed, feedback that uh, or that felt challenging or maybe people who might not have been supportive or understanding of your decision and how you, um, if that did happen, how you dealt with that and kept moving forward and staying true to what your vision was of what you wanted to accomplish? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's a great question. All the time. Um, I, I'm grateful that you know, so far in building Girls Night In, I've learned that I'm much more resilient than I think I am. And I've learned how to develop a thicker skin and listen really to my gut, which is in a world that's telling you all these different things. You're going to get so much feedback and noise. At the end of the day, it's about like reflecting on what you want and your vision. Um, and of course, like listen to the feedback, but you're the founder, like you're the boss, like you, you know what um, your vision is and your dream and your goal is. So stay true to that. Um, yes, I've had so many people criticize, not crit- maybe criticize is like a harsh word. Um, but I remember when I was leaving my full time job, uh, someone said to me, you know, he was this person was kind of probing like, okay, what are your plans? What are you going to do with this kind of cute little newsletter that you've built. Uh, What are you going to do? And I didn't have at the time, like a very clear answer. And this person said, well, I just, you know, I'm really worried about you. Um, And that certainly had a really big impact on me negatively um, because this was someone I really respected. I was at a really vulnerable time where Uh, I was leaving my very safe, very cushy full-time job. Um, So that was really hard, but I moved past it because uh, as a founder, I think you have to have conviction in your idea and um, pursue it to the fullest. And I knew that if I didn't, I would totally regret it. So you just learn to move, move on and roll with the punches and, um, luckily I, I, I kind of disregarded that comment and kept going and now we're here. So it's good. Good choice. Yeah. Thank goodness you did that. <laughs> thank you. Um, Alicia, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you. Where can people find you and where can they find girls? I didn't, if they want to subscribe. Thanks so much for having me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Alicia Alicia. And you can sign up for the Girls Night In newsletter at girlsnightin.co.co. And we're also on Instagram at Girls Night In Club. Join us. Awesome. Awesome. Um, it's been so nice to talk to you and learn from you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for sharing with us. Thank you so us. much. Of course. I love Forever 35. I'm like slowly going through all the uh, episodes that I haven't listened to yet. Um, and I'm obsessed. So oh, thank you so much for having oh, me. The feeling is mutual yeah. about Girls Night In. Yeah. I love it. Oh, thank you. All right. Take care. <sighs> Alicia is very inspiring. Yes. Talk about like a woman with a plan and a vision. I know. I, I, I feel like I 
I need to hire her to consult on my life. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I would love that. Um, but in the meantime. Before you do that. Before I do that. Let's talk about our intentions. Okay. What was your intention last week, Kate? Mine was just like a casual, I'm going to keep half-assedly writing and eat food that makes my body feel good. And? I did that. Great. I felt great. I went out to a thing on Saturday night and I was like, I'm not going to drink any alcohol because I know I want to wake up on Sunday morning and like go to a yoga class and like function with my children. Yes. And it felt great not to drink. That's awesome. Yeah. And I've just been... um eating a lot, eating well, I mean, well for me. You're listening to your body. I'm trying to listen to my body when I'm hungry, when I'm not hungry. I'm mm-hmm. trying not to do the thing I do at 10 o'clock at night where I'm like, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat this bag mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also drinking a lot of water. And do you know what I've started doing? I need to kind of go back to the store and get more lemons. But <gasps> Glennis after, is lemon water? Yes. Yeah, so after we talked to Glennis, I also talked to my friend Susan. And she also swears by lemon water daily interesting glugs it down in the morning so um i was inspired by both of them yeah and i did notice like on the mornings where i did it last week before drinking coffee i just woke up i squeezed a big ass lemon into a big jug like a pint glass of water and just kind of glugged it down and i felt great interesting yeah it was really interesting because i've always tried I, I didn't do like a hot cup of lemon water i just did a, a larger glass maybe like 12 ounces 16 ounces of lukewarm like room temperature water and i felt great maybe i'll so, try this it's i mean it seems to be getting rave reviews it's frustrating because you want your caffeine first thing yeah, so it yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah, goes yeah. against like the way you know like shuffling yeah, into the kitchen totally. and getting my caffeine but it actually has made me feel really good all right how was your intention of just enjoying your trip it went pretty well good work um yeah it went pretty well there you know there were a couple hiccups but I would say overall enjoyed the trip and it was a good combination of like my planning instincts and Matt's non-planning instincts like we modified my plan a few times and I was like pretty cool with it you stayed flexy I stayed flex um we rode bikes like it was just it was just nice I was I was able to sort of relax was it good connecting time for the two of you yeah too? it was pretty good connecting time that's great yeah. that's what's really important um kate what is your intention this week oh dory my intention is to watch tv yes so a couple weeks ago you and i were on a text thread with our friend danielle who mm-hmm. asked like what are you watching right now and i had no response because i have no shows I gave up on The Bachelor, which was has, has always my only show, mm-hmm. which is so lame to have one show, but I just don't have time. And even The Bachelor, I couldn't get into the season. We can talk about this somewhere else, listeners, but I could not get into Becca's season. And so I gave up and I have not had a TV show. And I was like, one, I love TV. I love entertainment. I yeah. also like the sensation of of having a show and, and joining in a dialogue about a show and it's relaxing. And I just, I feel like I haven't been giving myself like any downtime to just sit and veg out. I love this intention. So I picked a show and then I binge watched it. What did you pick? I picked The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, you picked a real uplifting one. Look, I I knew for a while that it was going to be too hard for me to watch it, which yeah. is why I hadn't started it. But I really wanted to watch it. I have a lot of friends who are obsessed with it. I have a friend who works on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had my period last week and I was not feeling well. 
and I had carved out a whole day to do work. And instead I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start watching The Handmaid's Tale. And I went nuts. I have finished season one. Wow. Oh, yeah. I had to take a break. I watched the first episode of season two last night. And then I had a dream that I was like in Gilead. So, oh. yeah. So I, I People didn't say season two is like very intense, I'm like even more intense. Super pumped. Oh super gosh. pumped. So um, that's it. Yours? Tell well, me. I was kind of inspired. You wrote yours down first. Which was just watch more which TV. Which is watch more TV. And I this was something I'd kind of been thinking about in the back of my mind, which is listen to more podcasts. I actually don't listen to that many podcasts i subscribe to a lot but i don't actually listen to that many and so i think you know as a podcaster gotta know your medium i would like to know my medium a little bit better and so i'm going to try and listen to a wider range of podcasts and get a little more into them are you open for listener suggestions if people want to write in or call in let's not get crazy (laughs) Look, I love suggestions, but it's a little overwhelming sometimes. Actually, you know what it is. It and is overwhelming. I just, you know, I, where to I begin. need to just kind of like dip my toe in. Okay, so you're going to dip your toe into I mean, podcasts. Dip my toe. I mean, look. You're uh, in podcasts. I'm in podcasts. I listen. I do listen to several podcasts very religiously. All I'm saying is I would like to expand my purview of podcasts a little bit more. Do you have any idea what you're going to go with? Well, I just started listening to Jonathan Van Ness's podcast. Oh, that's good. Getting curious. And it's delightful. I, the first episode I listened to, he talked to um, a woman who had found her uh, biological mother, who was her egg donor, like a, had donated eggs to her um, to her parents. Wow. And it turned out they were in the same acapella group at USC. Holy shit. That's crazy. 20 years apart. That's crazy. I mean, nature over nurture. Wow. My goodness. Yeah, his podcast is really informative. Yeah, and he's so delightful. He's so that, that's that been one that I just started listening to, and I'm going to, you know, just kind of scope it out a little bit more. All right. So there we are. I support that. I had the urge when you first said it to make a suggestion, then I realized I was going to suggest your other podcast to you. Have you I got listened? confused. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just listened to a really good one last night, and then I was like, oh, it's Dory's podcast. I appreciate that. It shows that your uh, love of it is pure. It is genuine. I really enjoy hearing you and Matt just kind of banter with each other. Calling each other honey. Well, listen, if our listeners want to listen to it, I wouldn't be mad. Listen to Dory's other podcast. Listen to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. Thank you. Um, Dory, that about wraps it up for us. Um, should we remind people that we have a voicemail they can call for our mini episodes? Yes, it's seven eight one five nine one zero three nine zero. You can also email us at forever thirty five podcast at gmail dot com. And just a reminder that everything we talk about, uh, well, we didn't talk about that many products today, but everything's always on our website forever thirty five podcast dot com. And you can follow us on Instagram at forever thirty five podcast and on Twitter at forever thirty five pod. Um, also. Just have to say, if you like the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. On that note. On that note. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir and produ- Oh, fucking A. You did it. I cannot say the word produce. I can't say it. You know what it is. It's produced and edited by Sammy Junio. And next week, we have... We talked to... The amazing... Samantha Irby. Bye. Bye.